Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, on previous podcasts, we talked a little bit about the PROs, the uh, mm-hmm. Performing Rights Organizations. Uh, there's BMI, ASCAP, CSAC. Those are the, the major ones. Yes. And, and basically what they do is they keep an eye on your songs and where they're being played. And quarterly, you get a little check from them, you know. Yeah. In my case, you get, you know, hundreds of dollars, maybe even for, two. <laughs> for, yeah, they collect for perfor- performance royalties. Yes, they do. Performance royalties. Yeah. So, because yeah. radio is still paying a big majority of those. So, <clears throat> But anyway, I, I see this because uh, BMI, for example, has a very exclusive club. It's called the, uh, the Millionaire uh, Club. And uh, what that is all about, say you get a big hit and it starts to being played on the radio. And I'm talking about terrestrial radio, big mm-hmm. radio stations in all the major cities. And think about this for a second. It would be a million plays for that song, okay? And that's a lot because there's only a fraction. uh, There's so many radio stations that, one, play country music. Let's say it's country music in genre. I don't like to talk about genres normally, but let's say it's country music. There's only, what, a few hundred stations playing country music. Mm -hmm. And let's say it's a big hit and it gets gets played like four or five times a day, sometimes more than that. Uh, It takes a lot to add up to a million plays, and that's a pretty nice chunk of change right there now our guest today is millionaire club 15 times over right at the last count he is a huge songwriter and and, and we're so happy to have him. he's had songs cut by craig morgan uh chris young scotty mccreary joe diffie john michael montgomery billy ray cyrus it's a really long list jody messina uh, and oh this uh, guy out of texas that they call the king uh, you might have heard of George Strait. <laughs> George has had like what sixty number one songs, I think. But the most played song in his catalog is a song called "Check Yes or No," and our guest wrote that song. Danny Wells, it's good to have you here today. Dave, it's a pleasure, man. It's great hearing your voice over this. Thing, man. If I had your voice and I could sing like that, oh. good grief! Oh my God! Well, stop! I wish you transferred to singing. Yeah. I really do. Well, you were say, just saying that I didn't think about it, but I was here fifteen years before I got my first. Cut fifteen years. So, so wow, yeah, I just kept pushing at it mm. and pushing at it. And, um, wow, and you I, came here like nineteen eighty, I think I read. Yeah, Belmont yeah. University grad. I went to Belmont. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from North Carolina and went to uh, Oklahoma City to a Christian school. Okay, uh, Southwestern Christian University, and, and you studied music, right? Studied music, got my associate of arts degree, and and I was in a, a group called great life with the kids we made albums two different years and we nice. go to the church camps and the churches and the schools try to influence kids and they'd want to come to to uh southwestern christian university and they did yeah, yeah. so that was really neat and i i got a buddy of mine kirk sullivan he actually continuing a christian music and they have a group for him and they were just inducted to the uh into the hall of fame wow. you know at the dove awards and Big deal. So, Huge. Yeah. Love it. So Congrats. It's, uh, yeah. So um, so I did that for a couple of years. And just mm-hmm. at the end, you know, after I got my degree, I was walking down that top dormitory hallway for the last time. And a buddy of mine was there and said, what are you going to do? And I said, I really don't know. And he started talking about, he said, well, you know what? Uh, I said, I'm going to keep doing music. No doubt about that. And he said, well, there's a, there's a school in Nashville that has a commercial music degree. Because mm-hmm. usually... 
you know, a, a music degree is going to be to teach education for yeah. ed, elementary education, middle school, high school band, or lead the choir. But commercial music being defined as music that's marketable for money. Right. Uh, and I found out it was Belmont, and I went there, I and, and I, they said, uh, you know, if you're going to be an artist, you need to write your own songs. And I'd been doing this as a kid and mm-hmm. taking piano lessons. I knew theory and that kind of stuff. and Not the greatest player and stuff, but I understand. And uh-huh. so I just kept on and on, Dave, and I just... Um, now, was so originally close. you wanted to be an artist, or and you are. I, I, we're all I, I, right, right, right. I did, but but um, you know, in those days, these days with social media, if mm-hmm. you want to be an artist, you are You're an artist. That's yeah. right. If you want to release a single, you can just release one. That's right. But 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 when you had a, a major label saying, "Yes, we're going to pass on him, or we're going to accept him," then mm-hmm. if if they're not going to spend you know a million dollars to make you a household name, that's true. Then you money. you're not an artist, and right. and I didn't and I didn't have that ability, you know. So mm-hmm. I just kept on writing because I loved it. You loved writing, and, I, and mm-hmm. I just said, well. I don't have to go out on the road. I can stay home. So I was trying to find the, the positives. But I just, I love music, you yeah. know. Uh, I really, really do. And um, Really, really. And I love else. God. And I yeah. think that, uh, you know, stuff, I, you know, I believe in divine inspiration. And mm-hmm. I've said it before. I believe in hard work and dedication and perspiration. You got to work hard. It doesn't matter. I, you do. My, I, my grandfather was a farmer. And mm-hmm. My grandmother and grandfather were church planters. They started the church in the, in the country and, and my mom, my dad, just hardworking folks, you know. And so that's really what Nashville's about. You just got to stick Dang with it, you know, and yeah. just hope for an opportunity. Because there's a lot of people that stayed a couple of years that I knew or five years and went home. Mm-hmm. And probably yeah. way more talented than me, Dave. Well, even Garth Brooks, he went home. Yeah, he yeah. did. I mean, he came back. Times. And yeah. I know a buddy of mine, Brett James, same way. He was going to be a doctor and came back. And I just watched him last year get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because he didn't quit. He came back yeah. and... So, yeah, anybody is out there listening, Love you, you want a little yeah. bit of gas in your tank, you know, don't quit <laughs> and just keep keep trying, you know. There was a, a movie, a songwriting movie, and I, wanted, I don't know if it was either the Bluebird movie or one of those ones, and uh, they interviewed him, uh, Brett James, and he goes, I've had 43 number one hits, <laughs> which means nobody knows my name. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, He's right. <laughs> Songwriters, they don't get the credit, you know. You remember the days when CMT, when the video would come out, they'd always have the songwriter underneath, and I'd right. watch, because I'd, I'd want to pay attention. Who wrote that song? Who, that's a great song. Who wrote that? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, NSAI fights for those rights of songwriters. They can't, there they was do. a time and you were on the board for years, right? Uh, National Songwriters Association International. We've talked about yes, it a few times. Yes. I was a coordinator in Cincinnati. If you want to be a so songwriter, I say that's a great place to start. It, it really it, is, it, isn't it? Certainly. Yeah. Bart Herbison's been a, uh, yeah. the executive director over there. And now he's a movie star. <laughs> right. He's in Wheeler. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but um, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I remember we had to march up and down Music Row because they took the songwriters' names off of the videos. Yeah, when they oh you CMT. did yeah no. So we kidding. changed that and got the names back on. But that's exactly why awesome. Christopherson and some of the other folks were on the board in the beginning and started in 1967 was to make sure the songwriters' names went on the record. They needed to be so. Uh, yeah, that's a great organization for yeah. anybody that's needing to get started and. And they've turned out a lot of great, successful writers. Yeah, so, they uh, really have. It's a great organization. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're around the dining room table, which is every bit as uh, a member of this uh, podcast. It's kind of our, our character, the old Duncan Fife. So would you play us a song? Uh, maybe one of the great songs that you've written? Absolutely, man. I, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to play you a song I wrote with uh, 
my friend Kim Williams. Kim uh, Williams. And Marty mm-hmm. Dodson. Kim was inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, by Garth Brooks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and recently at the Gatlinburg Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gatlinburg we lost Williams. him in 2016, but... He was uh, he was around for a long time before mm. something happened for him. But he befriended Garth Brooks mm. in the very beginning, and they wrote "Papa Loved Mama" and mm, "Ain't yeah. Going to the, Down to the Sun Comes Up." And all of a sudden, things started to happen. And uh, Garth was somebody, Rand, Randy Travis, yeah. right? And, yeah. So, but Kim and I were uh, went up and met him for the first time, and um, he had a log cabin. He and his wife Phyllis on top of a hill up there. Love Phyllis. Yeah. We drove four hours to get there, David, and, and uh, mm-hmm. so. Uh, it was late at night, about one o'clock, and and Kim, we all said hello and met each other. And he said, "Well, Danny, you're gonna be staying up here in the log cabin, and Marty, you're gonna be staying down here, and my wife Phyllis and I stay here. And when you boys want to get started, and uh, I just thinking like in the nice. morning, right. yeah, I was saying, you know, just whenever you want to, you know. And he said, "Okay, great, we'll just start right now. Y'all just go ahead and put your bags away." And eight hours later, we had our first song, and Rascal Flatts put on their record. But how about that? I began to understand the work ethic of Kim Williams when I watched Garth induct him because wow. he went into the Hall of Fame. He's a hard worker, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, so it was a real honor for them because I read that they had to take one of their songs off of the record to put this one on there. So it's a real, wow. real honor. And those are. You know, Joe Don and and Jay and and Gary, just wonderful guys. But yeah, I'm gonna play you this. Uh, right, this song. Sounds great. Danny Wells, our Thank guest, you. the Songwriter Connection Podcast. If I ever write the story of my life, don't be surprised if you wear it again. Girl, I have to dedicate every line on every page. To the memories we made while you loved me. I was born the day you kissed me, and I died inside the night you left me. But I lived, oh, I lived while you loved me. I'd start with chapter one Love in the sun young As the morning sun On a new day And even though I know the end I do it all again Cause I got a lifetime in While you loved me I was born the day
I tell you, that's one of my favorite Rascal Flat songs. Danny Wells, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. There's so many cool chords in that song. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's interesting. When we wrote that, uh, Marty walked in with the idea, and Kim's a brilliant lyricist, and we mm-hmm. we all did different things. But at the time, mm-hmm. I had this these loops because uh, it was R and B loops. I bought this. Uh, CD, 99 R&B loops for $99. And we used a little loop that was kind of a Backstreet Boys thing, you know, because that's, yeah. that's what Rascal Flatts, that's yeah, kind of what yeah. they were doing. It's yeah. a different, different kind of country. And um, But on the music side of things, I was thinking, I mean, I went to Belmont. I, I mean, I don't know chord structure and everything. So mm-hmm. in a major key, one, four, five are major, two, three, six are minor. Mm-hmm. And the flat seven is a whole step below the root. Anyway, I thought, I'm going to do everything backwards. I'm going to make the one a minor. I'm going to make, you know, the yeah. two a major, make the three a flat three and the six. But anyway, just, yeah. so it just created some unique chords mm-hmm. and it came out to, to really work good. out like that, you know, and it's, uh, I love it's, the use of the flat seven so because it just, it, is it cool just grabs your attention every time, yes. you know, and these are things as a songwriter you need to, 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 to really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, it matters. It does matter. <laughs> it does. It's not the same old boring one, four, five, six minor, uh, um, and, and, and if you don't know the Nashville, and we've talked about this before, if you don't know the Nashville number system, it really is something else. You know, Google it, research it. It really is. As a songwriter, know about it. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why these, these it, what's really magic is, I remember the first time I went into a studio and watched a band uh, do one of the songs, you know. Um, they get in there, and they listen to about half of the work tape, they get into this studio, and bam, play it like they've been playing it all their lives. And how are they able to do this? Because they know the Nashville number system. Right. So your one chord is always whatever key you're in. Right. And then, you, like you said, one, mm-hmm. one, two, three are minor, yeah. you know, four or yeah. five major. And, but it's so it, cool. You like. Yeah, if they, if they wrote all the, the letters out in the key of G and, right. and say, yeah. you know, uh, this guy comes in to sing the song and he goes, well, it's just a little bit. Not high enough for me. Yeah. I need to go a little bit. So you go to key of A. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be looking at all those letters. Transposing you, it all. Yeah. And, yeah. If you look at the number system, they said just go to A, then you already know what one, four, and five. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah exactly it's so what you cool. said. Yeah, it is. So it's you, a great, great time. You looked at it and you did it all backwards. <laughs> and that's so great. Yes. That's pretty uh, much what I do, Dave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working. <laughs> and that $99 investment in the loop thing, that has really paid dividends, hasn't it? Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Yeah, now crazy. you take a song like that, and I always like the stories behind it, and I love the, 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 the how you talked about you know driving there and the work ethic and everything. But the song itself, you said um, that it came from a Humphrey Bogart. I, uh, the idea came from a Humphrey well, Bogart. The, movie? T- the title, the title did. did. Okay. The title did. We wrote a different idea. I'm uh, sure than uh-huh. what they had. Oh, you, we right. we hit on the you know on the heart side of it. You know, right, right, okay. Just did you know didn't work. There's a there's a side to that song that really. You know, and I've often, sometimes I sing it that way about someone that you lost. If it's your mom or your dad, mm. you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, just everything. I was born today, you kissed me, and I died the night you left me. But I lived, oh, I live, why you love me, why I had you here mm. before you went off to heaven. And, and so uh, there's another side to it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Very cool. Very nice song. Like yeah. I said, one of my favorite from Rascal Flatts. Oh, thanks so much, man. Now, um, there was another Rascal Flat song. <laughs> which is my absolute favorite. And I remember uh, I was working in Cincinnati Radio at the time, uh, uh, and I remember the boss. There were two Rascal Flat songs that the boss brought into me in my office and said, I want you to play this this afternoon in your show. What do you think about them? And um, the first one was one that we're talking about right now, uh, These Days. 
And mm-hmm. I remember I, I listening to the first verse and chorus. I said, Jay, that's a hit. That that's a hit. <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely gonna play that. Maybe twice yeah, today. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, cool. That's and cool. boy, it just soared right up there, didn't it? Yeah. It, it did. It was you and Jeffrey Steele and one other Steve guy? Robson. Steve Robson. Yeah, I was writing for um a company called Almo Irving for a while, for mm-hmm. about four years, and then the next company was Sony okay. that I wrote for. But Scott Gunter was a song plugger over at Almo. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked together. We have the same birthday, and he's a great, great cool. guy. And he's hard to please, but he digs yeah. deep. You know, he's a he's to. a great, great, great song plugger. Mm-hmm. He knows songs well, and he's a really in you know work with Cody Johnson and all that stuff. Wow. It's coming out right now. I know Scott's got his finger on the pulse of great songs. and But this particular, um, he, he asked me, he said, would you like to write with this international writer we have? I said, yeah. So it was Steve Robson. So he brought Steve to the table. and From England? was From England. Yeah, okay. You know, and and um, so um, Jeff and I worked with him on, on this song. And um, it was really special. And the, the company that, the publishing company I was writing with, we had the, uh, uh, actually, the producers were Mark Bright and uh, and um, anyway, the um, the A and R guy was over there too, and they heard this song, and it actually went on hold for Jody Messina first, yeah, really? and Tim McGraw, and wow. some other folks. But but ultimately, when they heard it, they loved it, and when they cut it, I don't know. Sometimes when you're writing something in a room, it's just magic, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you cut something in the studio, it's magic. Yeah. And Dan Huff played the guitar solo. He's a great friend of mine. We went to Beaumont together. And Daryl Franklin was the A&R guy who heard the song and pitched it to his friend Dan Huff. And it just uh, it turned out to be something amazing. And, like, I don't know, even when I play it now, Dan, and people hear it, I just ask them to see if you can remember where you were the first time you heard this. Because sometimes yeah. songs, you know, things that you smell, things that you see. Oh, absolutely. You know, they just move you. Mm-hmm. They take, really do. Take you back. And you just remember where you were when you heard it, and and it just uh, it heals you, and it, that's kind of what yeah. what this song did. And it was a real pleasure to work with Jeffrey and yeah. and Steve on this. You guys nailed this song; and, it's and, just fantastic. And, and Rascal Flatts and Mark Bright and Marty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you first heard that recorded uh, version, what'd you think? Uh, you said it was magic when you wrote it. Now, when you heard the version, uh, it, was, it, it was something. It was yeah. just amazing. And that solo Dan Huff played on it. Yeah. Incredible. It just, yeah, yeah, it was something special. Always will be. And that was their, yeah, it was their first number one. They had four singles off the first uh, CD, and, and none of them went all the way. They were, mm-hmm. but, but this sure. one, and the fans, you know, you, you got fans, you're ready. And by the way, thanks for some of my records ever, <laughs> every time you ever did. And, I, and to all the other wonderful DJs in America, because without you guys, you, you keep the music business in touch with the people and the people decide in our business yeah. what works and what's not. Well, it was a pleasure. You know, I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's just spin this one. Let me play it for us. Not spin it. All right. Like radio days, I'd spin Let's it. Strum it. Let's <laughs> strum it. I love the stripped down it's, versions it's, like it's, this. It's, 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 it's good this collaboration. Spin it and strum it. Strum it. Here we go. It's what I'm for. Danny Wells, our guest. Hey, baby. Is that you? Well, you got so long Yeah, I love it I really do 
sing the car Driving downtown, top down, making the rounds Checking out the fans on Doheny Avenue Well, life throws you curves And you learn to swerve I'm the ice wrong and I'm missed And the next thing you know I'm reminiscing, dreaming no dreams Wishing no wishes like you would be back Now wake up and teardrops They fall down like rain And I put on that old song we danced to And then I head off to my job His number has changed Punch the clock Headphone, check the phone Just in case go to bed Dream of you, that's what I'm doing these days Still sorting out of life, but I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Well, hey girl, you're late, and those planes will lay don't wait. But if you ever come back around this sleepy old town, promise me you'll stop in to see an old friend and until then. Now it fall down like rain And I put on that old song we danced to And then I head off to my job Yes, numbers has changed Punch the clock, head for home Check the phone just in case Go to bed, dream of you Do the song. It's just uh, such a thrill. Danny man, Wells. Your room sounds great, man. I can hear the echoing coming off of it. That's so cool. It's a great the, the room. Monahan Writer's Room yes, office, uh, uh, radio studio, and podcast studio. It's awesome so, hanging with you, brother. Yeah, man. Same here. Um, you know, we talked about unusual chord progressions and things uh, in the last segment. Now I want to talk about 
um, cool rhymes. I mean, that song is full of some really cool rhymes. And the whole thing is, is like a conversation, too. It's just so conversational. But, like, what really grabbed me, I think, first hearing that song was, first of all, Doheny Avenue. I had to look at, where, where's that at? I've got well, to find Where are the bands it's, doing It's really Doheny Drive. It's off of Sunset <laughs> in, in, California. in California. It's real, real close to where all the stones, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the Troubadour whiskey and, a go go the Troubadour. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't know until I looked this, it up. Uh, Jeffrey yeah. Steele's a California guy. So yeah, it's it's yeah. Jeffrey's brilliance. It's Jeffrey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was in the real world, it's Doheny Drive. Doheny you know, Drive. But, yeah. Doheny but, Avenue, but, get the right. But yeah, you, you know what Ryan yeah. really got me? Really, the first one that, that just, I was hooked. When you, I swung and I missed. Now I'm reminiscing. Who would have well, thought? Doesn't. You know, I mean, yeah, the, it's so cool how that rhyme, yeah, you know, yeah. that rhymes. Yeah, yes, yeah, Jeffrey Steele. Again, he's <laughs> yeah, doing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We do the show. Great writers, a good, great buddy. We used to do the show in Cincinnati, uh, and it started out as a little cable TV show. We called it the Nashville Songwriter Connection. We used to bring a lot of you guys up for our songwriter festivals mm-hmm. and things and for our NSAI um, uh, seminars and things. And Jeff would always come up and uh, was on the show a couple of times and played that. So, yeah, we got into his genius. And, you know, today we're getting into your mind. <laughs> That's cool, man. So, it's a real honor to be here with you. Absolutely. Good to have you here. You know, uh ran into you not too long ago at the Songwriter Festival in Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, that was my first Gatlinburg Songwriter Fest. And I had a blast. Danny, I never want to miss that ever again. Yeah, it really, really was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it was something else, man. And um, it was, uh, we got to play a show at the top of the mountain. <laughs> we did, and we looked over the side. What a, we, oh. we had, you know, there was a picture yeah. that captured all that looking down, and there it's is. really awesome. And it's really easy if you look at that picture, and I had it on my uh, Facebook uh, profile for a while. Uh, you know which guy there is afraid of heights. It's the guy that had his hand... <laughs> Way away from, it was standing <laughs> up in front of all you guys because I ain't gonna get close to that rail. That and the stage backed right up against the rail in that drop off, but it was it was beautiful. It was awesome. And this is a I've never been comfortable <laughs> with heights. I'm a short guy, and I even lived on a billboard for uh, a week doing a radio promotion. <laughs> oh I don't know how I got my, I've that. heard of some of those DJs. You're serious, I did one. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and so uh, and if you're not familiar with Gatlinburg, there's a. Uh, a chair, like it's just like a ski lift. It takes you up to the top of this right, mountain, right? Right, and that's how people get there. But you, the artist, we had to drive up that to hill. Oh, and there's no uh, guardrails. Oh no, and it snakes no. around, and I'm a nervous wreck. By the time we get up there, I get a splitting stress headache, and we get up there, and oh my, the stage is right up. It, yeah, you don't want to <laughs> lean over too far. But, but yeah. yeah, so but it was such a pleasure to play with you. Yeah, and you made me we feel were on so Instagram. Home, you know, oh, man, yeah, you, you know, man, I love your stuff. You know, and yeah, so, especially that that song about baseball. You know, <laughs> Louisville Slugger. Man, what a great song! When I heard that, I want to hear that again. I requested it. You did because you know, you'd already played it one time. But and thank you for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But I, oh, yeah, I'm on social media. You find me at Danny Wells Official. Please do. Um, Check uh, it out. In, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram and on Facebook. So Please do that. follow me. Send a little note. Please. Listen, listen to you on the Songwriter yeah. Connection podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you also brought uh, Sherry uh, with you. Uh, Sherry Cranfield, who's uh, with us and, and met you there at the, the Gatlinburg Fest, too. So good to see your pretty face again. Good. 
Good to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, she's helps me with my social media and a lot of things. Sherry Cranford is something. She's yeah, a, she's she's she spent a lot of time, about twenty five or thirty years with <laughs> Alan Jackson and Brooks and Dunn and oh, she showed man. me pictures of her and Olivia Newton John and just oh, she, we lost she's worked with the best oh, of them. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh yes you have. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well good. It's good to have you here around the dining room table as well. Yeah. Don't have you <laughs> But I hear you. <laughs> Danny Wells is our guest. We're going to take a little break, but we'll come back here on the Songwriter Connection podcast for more. Uh, so don't go away. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Very pleasure, uh, very much a pleasure to have uh, Danny Wells, our guest, big hit songwriter, um, and uh, sitting here at the dining room table with his uh, Martin guitar, playing some of these big hits that, uh, that he's written. Uh, Danny, how did it all start for you? What, have you always, did you always have uh, a, a, a thing for music? What, did you, I, I, I did. Uh, Man, I just think that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't mean to talk Bible stuff, but you know, I think every one of us has something inside to give. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a banker or whether you're an architect or a designer or, you know, someone that talks to people to help them figure out what, what's going on in the world when they're going through trouble times. Mm-hmm. But um, in the Bible, when they were building the temple, you know, God said, hey, we'll find these women. They work well with spices and scents and find these men. They work well with with wood. And, you know, so I just yeah. always have just believed that. And, and it... And I think that people, you know, as you live, you find out people will tell you, well, you're good at this. You could do this. And 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 that was kind of my talent. I just my grandmother played piano, but no one really was. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, um, I didn't come from a musical, talented family. I just did it because I uh, I remember Dave in the church. My mom told me preacher got up and he he asked, has anybody got a song they want to sing? And I raised my hand at a young age, and I said, I do. So he brought me to the front. I got in the podium, podium and I said, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the moon up above and a thing called earth. And how old were you? You're like, Probably about seven or something, maybe even less. I don't know. Wow. But um, I just always have loved it. And wow. Started taking piano in the second grade. And I think when I was 13, my mother... Got got me a Sears and Roebuck guitar. Wow, it was a silver tone. I was going to ask if it was an old silver tone. Silver tone wow. that she put on the payment plan. That's what Sears and Roebuck was about, you know. That's so, right. wow. and I would sit in my room with my headphones on. So this is kind of reminiscent. <laughs> I would listen to Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty oh, sing Mississippi woman, Louisiana yeah, woman, Mississippi man. man. We get together every time we can. Heck so yeah. I listened to Hank Williams, you know, and Jim mm-hmm. Reeves, and wow classics um, yeah. classic stuff you know and it 
I mean, our brain's a computer, so you just, <laughs> you, we're not going to write anything that hadn't been written. Just write it a little bit different way, I think, you know. And there's a good point, and, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about next. I, I, re- I read a little bit about uh, when you went to the second publishing company, how you really learned that the key is the idea and how to develop that idea. Yeah, uh-huh. David Conrad really helped me a lot with that, you know. We met four times before, before he signed me, and mm-hmm. and there were some other at that company so we had John Anderson writing oh, at the company Emmylou Hayes <laughs> not Emmylou Hayes Emmylou Harris, Harris right. let's get that right we're going to get to Emmylou we'll Hayes we'll a little bit. bit we'll get to her yeah. <laughs> don't get ahead of ourselves right and then uh, Marty Stewart was there oh my uh, and, you know Craig Wiseman Tom Schuyler some and Kent, oh, Kent Robbins he wrote uh, Every Light in the House is on just some great great, great writers song. but David Conrad allowed me to be a part of that wonderful group. Uh, Mary Del Scobie was over there, and uh, Bobby Reimer on the plugging side, as well as Scott Gunner. It was a real honor, and I just worked hard and, and listened. You know, I, I, yeah. I'm a big football fan, and I look at all the videos just like you do, and <laughs> they listen to their coaching and other people, and they just learn. You learn from the people that are older. When you're wise, you, you just shut up and listen, mm. <laughs> and that's what I, that's what I that did. That is so true. Yeah, You know, I yeah. didn't. And uh, so it was a real pleasure to be over there. And so, do you think it's all about the idea then? Talk about I, the idea. I, I, I can talk about. I I don't think it's all about the idea. It's like a lot of people say, "Well, you, you make in music business, you know, when you when you meet that right person." Really, I think it's when when you have the right song. Mm-hmm. And when you meet the right person, and it all has to happen at the right time. Chemistry, it's, it's who, yeah. what, it's all of it. Yeah. And I think that as far as a song goes, like um, ideas are really they're very important. Mm-hmm. They they really really are. It, it's and because that's we're going to determine the lyric, you know, and then you know the chord structure, and then the melody, mm-hmm. and then the groove. You know, some yeah, songs, yeah. you know. You know, I've seen signs on the wall that said, I don't listen to music, I feel music, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes you just you just feel these, they just make you move. Right. And but, but boy, Dave, when you can get all of that stuff going at the same time, and our objective is really to move people, to make them feel something. Right. If it's, if it's to laugh or to, to, to hurt, to heal, mm-hmm. or to... Um, to move you inside in whatever way a song does, it can do when, when it does all of it. I think about that song um, that that Blake did, "The House That Built Me," you know, yeah. that, oh, that, that that they wrote. Um, I think Miranda heard it first and then passed it on to him. But Tom Douglas and uh, uh, anyway, that song is amazing because we've all grown up in a house you know we move away and the house is still there and you think about the house that built the way it's written those lyrics when they're like that and i think usually you build a house but that was a house that exactly exactly twist what a great idea personification the house does the yeah but but um you know always talk what you're saying is the lyrics in country music matter i think a lot of times that people gravitated in america Mm -hmm. to music that where the lyrics were about this country. That's what I see country music as. I mean, it's about, you know, the lives of the people that live in this country. Um, They would, because rock and roll might have had too loud or, you know, other things would have been too fast. You couldn't understand it. But country music, you know, 
if it was Willie Nelson or Glenn Campbell, those music, those songs, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and that touch uh, of Americana. And, yeah, and you yeah. could hear the lyrics. Yeah, and, and they really told they told a story. They always did. And yeah. um, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all important stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Did you ever come at a song uh, where maybe you had a few different lines that that you that you had you started it but not a real idea of where it was going and then wrote to that idea <clears throat> and a lot of times we come up with an idea and we yeah. write to that you know uh, but some does it happen the other way around you start I, it, writing it, you get it, a great it, verse it, and you go where it, am I heading it, it, it does it happened matter of fact I'm going to tell you I don't really know if you really know this but uh-huh. uh, my friend Dana uh, Dana Hunt came we met and we went and wrote the third floor of the ASCAP building in Nashville. One of those PROs mm-hmm. you're talking about. I've written it. Yeah, <laughs> room 301. And she brought in these words in a, on a piece of paper, first time we ever met. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut off blue jeans and an old tire swing. I remember well. We carved our names in a Georgia pine, then we underlined forever. Great it, image. It, it got us in the mood. We just talked about it. and mm-hmm. It got us in the mood to write about young love. Mm-hmm. So we did. We had a little guitar riff and... Um, and the second day we got together, we uh, we had a little line in the first verse, and she said, "Why don't we put that line in the chorus?" So we did, that's and cool. that's where the idea came from. We didn't have it in the beginning, and um, I know where you're so, going here. So uh, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so then we uh, made a little demo of it, and the cassette tape, uh, her song plugger, mm-hmm. uh, took it over to Irv Woolsey's office and dropped it in the box, and George Strait heard it. Mm-hmm. And and he liked the song, so he needed to get some executive approval from his little boy when he got home. <laughs> and uh, so he took that cassette that w- that we made, and uh, and he put it in the player one morning, taking Bubba to school when when Bubba was in elementary school. And he said, "Son, I want you to tell me what you think of this song." So he played it, and Bubba had a little attitude like kids can <laughs> when they're young, and he had his arms crossed. He said, "Dad, I, I didn't want to like it, but." That's a cool song. <laughs> I, I like it, I, but it's a cool song. <laughs> so uh, I'd been in town 15 years. That was really my first cut. And wow. So Dana and I were really happy. And uh, and uh, so I always like to say thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, George. <laughs> and thank you, Bubba. <laughs> this song was CMA and Academy of Country Music Song of the Year. Actually, video sing, of the year. actually single of the year. Single of the year. Yeah. Okay, single of the year, which is the songwriter. Goes, goes to the producer, actually. Oh, okay. But, 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 uh, <laughs> but, but. We wrote it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. Danny Wells. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah, and you know this song. So uh, go ahead and play it. Folks, you know it at home or in your car or wherever you're listening. You know this song. It started way back in third grade. I used to sit beside him in days. A pink dress, a matching bow, and a ponytail. Kissed me on the school bus and told me not to tell. Next day I chased her in the playground. Across the monkey bars to the merry-go-round. Then Amy Lou got called passing me a note. Before the teacher took it, I read what she wrote. Do you love me? I think this is 
yes or no. still the most played uh, George Strait hit of all of his 60 number ones uh, on the radio. It was number one for four straight weeks, right? Yeah. It was. In- incredible. How many... My, I was talking yeah. today, uh, uh, Daryl uh, Singletary. Daryl Singletary, sure. He had that song, uh, I Let Her Lie, Tim Johnson. We oh, lost both those guys, but they did. were my buddies. And yeah. But... The, they bumped up against it at number two for four weeks in a row. Wow. You know, but that deserved to be a number one song. That it was did. amazing. But it yeah, we stayed song. up there. But wow. as long as I waited to get there, I was happy to be around. So thank you, George. Thank you, MCA. And Tony Brown made a great record. Yeah, he sure did. Now, you know, how, let's just get into nuts and bolts here. You said you wrote up there at the ASCAP building, mm-hmm. uh, third floor, uh, with Dana. Dana mm-hmm. Hunt. Um, how many sessions? Did you do that in one in one session? <clears throat> Two sessions. Two sessions. Now, what I, I had heard at one point that that wasn't the original title of the song, right? No. The, the original way we had the, the hook was up. I think this must be what they call a... Wow. And then Dana said, why don't we move that check yes or no line to the chorus uh-huh. so that's what we did second day we got together and we didn't know each other uh-uh. uh we just it, it's that's why i say it's got a lot to do with the man upstairs you know we we had i mean i'd been there 15 years they had been there i think one year maybe on the second or something but but um it just and it mattered with the plugger you know taking sure. over there at the right time and george hearing it at the right time and just it's just the the right thing. You you don't know. You just have to keep trying. But but, but the story, you know. And the, we cut it over to a guy named Bill McDermott's place called the Dog Den. It was at his house. Mm-hmm. 
and um, cut it at his house. Well, yeah, he had a studio there and everything, and oh my, no <laughs> uh, you know, just the way thing. There's a guy named Martin O'Cohen that played the piano lick, and they copped the lick on the record just like that. And Allison Prestwood played the bass on on the demo, and they used her licks on there a lot. And um, and then Tony Brown right told me a guy named Chubba. Uh, mixed it at the time. I'd never had to. Uh, the story has a chubba and a bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that, but I think he might have been Australian. Or I'm not wow. sure, but but he he was. He, Tony said, you know, they were saying he was mixing things a little bit different. Huh. So he said, I took a chance on him, and it turned out great. And I Good. believe uh, they get the keyboard player Randy. Man, I can't remember. But he when I met him one time at the Longhorn, he, he told me he said. My other claim to fame is I did the lick in uh, old time rock and roll for Bob Seger. No kidding. His wow. name's Randy McCormick. Randy, but McCormick. he told me that they wow. did they did a uh, they <laughs> did that lick on the demo. Uh huh. So when they went to make the record for old time rock and roll, they just used that original lick and stuck it over there. Wow. But uh, yeah, he That's told me cool. he said, yeah. "Man, I played." I played check yesterday and I played keyboards on your song. I said, man, thank you. Cause they That's didn't, incredible. they didn't put the musicians names on the box set, which by the they way, should. I didn't tell you that part. Tell me that the, part. The, a box set is usually a compilation of yeah. an artist's best songs. Yeah. So when MCA decided to do that, MCA records for George Strait, they, they did four CDs. It came out the box set. And, 60 uh, number ones, right? 72. 72. 72 wow. songs. And, uh, yeah. And uh, actually, they might not all have been number ones, but they were hits. Right. right. Okay. So, 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 so I thought, well, we got a good shot of getting on here. But it turns <laughs> out 69 of them have been pre-recorded. <laughs> there were only three new songs out. And one new single was called, uh, uh, I don't know if I, I don't, I know she still loves me, but I don't think she likes me anymore. I think that's Donnie Keys, and uh, I can't remember the other writer on that. But uh, and um, and the other song was "Fly Me to the Moon." He did that with Frank Sinatra, wow. and Frank didn't put it on his record, so George loved it. Put it on his. So, uh, so uh, he. He he, uh, he called him Francis on there. Francis. Yeah, I think so. But uh, but uh, he um, he recorded that on there, and the other song was Check Yes or No. So wow. how about that? So it was really. It's just like th- three remaining songs, and and you got it. And so, I'll tell you, such validation after fifteen years of really hard work, huh? Yes, and I'm glad. You know, I mean, George really. I mean, he heard it, and and he liked it. And I'm thankful for you know for him doing that because he certainly. Changed my life and pulled me into the music business. He sure did. Yeah. How about that? The thing that's really interesting, we talked about the nuts and the bolts just a little bit ago has, you know, um, you started out and you were writing to, uh, I think that's how love, uh, that's what they call love. Right. And it's funny to me how you, that, which, which is a great line. uh, That became the line before the hook, which is also a very important line in any song. To right. set up that hook. I think this is how love goes. Yeah, I think how the love goes. Because it, when you're young like that, that's yeah. kind of what you say, would say, right? And, and everybody can identify that. And, when you're back did, in grade mm, school, you know, yeah. passing the notes, check yes or no. Yeah. And I think we that's what made it such a big hit. 
you know. <laughs> the real truth of that story, I don't know if I've ever told this, but I went to elementary school. I went out in the country to a place, uh, mm-hmm. a school called Orion Springs in North Carolina. And mm-hmm. We'd have buses lined up. So at the end, this bus would go. You have to go way out and get in front of the next one. Uh-huh. And then the next one, it's the last day of school. But there was this girl named Shelby Jean Edmondson. And I went over and I kissed her on the cheek and I ran back, got on my seat on the bus. So really, no one ever said 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 that. But that's the way that's the way we wrote it. You know, wow. she kissed me on the school bus, told me not to tell because that'd be you know that image. Yeah, <laughs> was there. little boys and little girls falling in love. And, uh-huh. But I we did at Manning School in in North Carolina. And there was a. The Mary, the monkey bars going to the merry-go-round, and mm-hmm. little Melissa. I don't know her last name, but she <laughs> ran around. So, yep, I remember chasing her. And, yeah, but um, take these images. <laughs> well, that's a lot that of you time, have, folks. They, there's songs in there. <laughs> think back. Think about what you know, what you've experienced. There's songs in there, right? <laughs> oh yeah. That's oh yeah, man. Something. <laughs> well, I'm hoping you've got at least one more in that Martin guitar that you can share with us before we okay. go. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's see. Which one do you own? Um, so many hits uh, to choose uh, from, you know. Do you, you want me to do Couldn't Last a Moment? Or do you want me to do oh, you know, I love that song, too. Colin Ray's song. Mm-hmm. And, or, uh, or, or A Little Bit of Life from Craig Morgan. Another yeah. You, let's do them both. <laughs> what like doing them both? Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. You I don't mean. like to choose. I tell you what. Uh, I tell you. What, I'll, I'll tell you the story over there at Elmo Irving. They they called me in. I signed a one year deal as mm-hmm. a con, as a songwriter. We signed songwriter deals, right. and uh, so I signed a one year deal with three options. So they'd keep me for three more. It's kind of like a pro football player. You okay. Know? Yeah. You just sign a contract, and and so. Uh, it was six months into my first year, you know, and I had my check yes or no right on the back of my license plate. Mm-hmm. But they called me and they said, Danny, we need to like take you out and have a little bite to eat and talk to you. So I said, that's great. So so Scott, we have the same birthday. We went out um, and, and talked that day. And he said, Danny, you know, everybody likes you. You're a nice guy and everything. But your songs, uh, they're just not c- cutting it. So we, if you don't step things up, we're not going to renew your option. So if they don't renew the first option, they're not going to do the second or third. I'm, yeah. I'm done after one year. Yeah. And, um, and we're, we're self-employed. So right. we don't write for somebody else. Whatever money they give us, we pay it back. Right. Draw. Yeah. So I, there, in every publishing company at the time, things are changing now. But, you know, you know we've always had you know, eight track tapes and cassette tapes. And well, so they call it the tape copy room. Right. And, and people would log administration wise, find out the, who, the, who the songwriters are, what the names of the publishing companies are, what are the splits or is it 25% a piece, you know, just yeah. how it all splits up and mm-hmm. have that logged in the administration side of it. And then there's the side to saying Danny Wells wrote this song. He wrote it with this guy and this guy and knowing what kind of song it was so they could pitch it to give that song, the tape copy guy could have it logged and organized so that when them, if they're upstairs, the song pluggers want to pitch a song about a boy and a girl falling in love, they can go down there and find it. Mm-hmm. So I, I was talking to a guy down there, Daryl Franklin, and I said, you know, what What do you think of, about the songs that I've been writing? Because he was the tape copy guy. Mm-hmm. He said, I think they sound good. I said, well, they don't upstairs, and I'm going to lose my job if I, if, uh, if I don't change something. He said, well, 
talking to a producer the other day, and he said that the the next phase coming through Nashville is like the Backstreet Boys. Hmm. And I said, "Whoa!" Boy, I mean, I grew up. I grew up Merle Haggard, yeah. and I said Johnny Cash, all that Hank stuff. And, yeah, yeah, and um, Johnny Horton, mm-hmm. eighteen fourteen, he, he took a little trip down with Colonel Jackson to the Mighty Jackson, which is Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andrew just, Jackson, just right around the corner. Yeah, but um, anyway, um, so uh, anyway, I. I did what any young boy who wanted to keep his songwriting job would do. I went out and bought a Backstreet Boys CD. Did you? And I listened to it, and I realized, musically speaking, the the rhythm, mm-hmm. the beat, was Motown. It's yeah. just Detroit. It's R and B. It's rhythm and blues. Wow. And so uh, I went out and bought a drum machine, uh, and we that CD with the grooves on it. <laughs> yeah, and it, and, it, and this little beat was playing this one way. I'm beating on the back of my guitar. Uh, so, but anyway, this is uh, Jeffrey Steele and I wrote wrote this. We had that going in the background and mm-hmm. we wrote this song because, you know, you write love songs. You know, sometimes guys think when you fall in love and you always think the grass is greener on the other side. And that's what this song's kind of about. And then you realize that you're happy where you are and you apologize and you want her back. And mm-hmm. so that's what's. Somebody's falling in love every day. And every somebody's day. falling out, and mm-hmm. hopefully, you can fix it. And but that's what this song's about. It's called it's "Couldn't Last song. a Moment." And uh, it's a great song. And yep. uh, yeah, uh, Dan have cut this on uh, Colin Ray and Daryl Daryl Franklin heard it, and you know, wanted he pitched it to him. Colin liked it, and it went to the top of the charts. So, all of a sudden, uh, they want to talk about the options, picking up the right. options on Danny thank, Wells. Thank <laughs> you, good Lord. <laughs> so, but that, that, that little lick was, that little drum beat was. Yeah. I thought it was over. I thought I could move on, but I was wrong. I woke up last night calling your name and feeling the pain, Thought I could put you, but I still miss your love. What was I thinking? Thinking I could still walk down the street without you by my side. Every right to turn and walk away. I can't make you stay. I broke your heart, that's the bottom line. And I wasted so much, so much precious time, babe. I see you with your friends wearing a smile. Was I thinking I could still walk down the street? Myself, I'll make it through one night alone. I'll 
done by the songwriter Danny Wells. Thanks for being on our show today. Danny, uh, first thing that uh, I thought about when I first heard that song, uh, although it has that that beat, that groove you're talking about, you know, um, Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. uh, Rhythm and Blues, it had uh, a throwback to uh, some of the classic country. Like, uh, first thing I thought about, where was the talk in songs anymore? You know, like that was Con- the old Conway. That's Con- where Conway came, came right to mind. You know, hello, yeah. darling. You know, been, you nice know. to see you. Yeah, nice to see That's you. Been, been a long time. And then throw this up. Yeah, was that something you were conscious of when you were writing that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Elvis did that stuff too. He did. And, yeah. And Jeffrey and I were just we were just kind of feeling it. We, yeah, man. We <laughs> he's such a great writer. He we really dug is. we dug deep. You know, that first day we were over. at at Alma Irving, then next time went over to his house and you know kind of finished it up and uh, it just it was, it was a good one. Uh, talking to his daughter the other day, she she said that they get a lot of response, a lot of a lot of requests for that song. You know, because oh, yeah. Jeffrey's out, you know, playing on the road and stuff. And, yeah, absolutely. And then and just recently, you know, I don't know, I played it and I started falling in love with it again because people. That's great People just dig oh, yeah. on the. It's one of those we were talking about earlier. Groove, groove, yeah, and yeah, some well placed minor chords, you know, in mm-hmm. there, it, just yeah. in the right spots. In right. They're, they're, it's just fantastic. So, um, by the way, you talk about Jeffrey being on the road. His his uh, his lead guitar player, uh, Stevie C, uh, mm-hmm. who's from Cleveland, okay. uh, is a great friend, and he awesome. he laid all the guitar licks down on my my project coming out after the first. Oh, of the year. you so, go, Stevie C. Stevie C's awesome, great. Any great guy? He's, yeah. I think he's one of my favorite guitar players in this town. It's pretty amazing, dude. Yeah, so let me ask you the billion-dollar question. What is the, you talked about then what the thing was. What do you think the next big big trend is in music, in country music, let's say? Where's I, it heading? I, I, I don't know, but I'll tell you, I think it's just going to be about lyrics that you can really hear and feel. Mm-hmm. I think, like, my new favorite guy is Bailey Zimmerman over yes. at Warner he is just breaking all kinds of records to begin with because basically what Educators. what what labels want is uh-huh. they want you to be a star and yeah. then they'll sign you 
as uh, as opposed first. to the old time yeah. uh, way of hey, we see you have the talent. We're going to work with you, mold you, make you a household name. Right. You, when you have on Instagram and TikTok, and you have millions of followers or hundreds of thousands in the in the Facebook world or yeah. Instagram, but on TikTok, millions of followers, and and they are already just listening to your song. They know every word. Bailey Zimmerman is amazing. Artists His songs are both. They move me. His voice moves me. It's just amazing. I've got to check him out. I'm not familiar. Bailey Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Artist on, and writer. Yes, he's on Warner. He's on Warner Brothers. And I think he just released his record, but it's... Uh, it, Zimmerman, think, really? Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to change his name to Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll check yeah, him out for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well... um, Danny, I, we want to. I've taken up so much of your time, but I could talk to you forever. It's been a fantastic conversation. Oh man, I've I've really enjoyed it. I wish I could, you know, meet all the people that were out there, you oh, know, yeah. uh, talking to them because I felt like I was talking to them as I'm talking to you. you know, <laughs> I, just, I love people, and yeah. hopefully, I'll get to meet some of them being out on the road because I started I going so down too. the artist road myself, and yeah, that's I'm good. gonna um, I'm yeah. gonna, gonna do some a record. Stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do some of my hits that I, I wrote for other idea. people and just, you Why know, not? do my own stuff as as an artist, you know, because I always love that and I just love getting out and playing live for people. Sherry's going to help you with publicity and promotions. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Splash promotions, yeah. splash publicity. Great stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I just did Jimmy Bowen's TV show. Oh, wow. There was a season five. There oh. were uh, 12 of us artists, Buddy Jewel and... John John Barry and, and I love John. John was on this show. He's a great guy. Awesome. I love Keith awesome. Anderson. Keith Anderson. Oh man, yeah, I just saw him down in Florida. Would a great. Yeah. Like, Kim Williams wrote that song. Did he really? Yes, yes. John Rich, Kim Williams, and uh, was it Jeffrey Steele? No, uh, uh, no. Kim Williams. Kim Williams. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And 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 um, John Rich. John Rich. And, and, Anthony Keith, Smith, Keith. maybe? No. Keith, Keith, Keith Anderson. Keith Anderson. Yeah, that's it. And um, let's we'll see, who else is on the show? Uh, J.D. Wow. Shelburne. Wow. Ty Herndon. Uh, Joel Sonye. Oh, remember Joel, too. Wow. Tyler Reese Tritt. Yeah, just... Great just, company. But but I, I look forward to... So so you it's guys good. check check out my stuff, you know. I'll Find out up. where you're playing around town. Uh, listening room coming you, up. You Bluebird. Yeah. yeah. Playing the Bluebird and the listening room in the middle of this month. Two favorite places to play. Yeah, and there's another place called McNamara's. Love McNamara's. Turk's yeah. Place you're going to play yes, in? Turk's Place. That's yeah. down the road. When are you doing that? I'll um, be there for sure. Uh, I think the 15th. 15th of November? The 15th of November. Awesome. Yeah, okay. so uh, yeah, we'll do that. So you guys be listening out. I'm be putting some stuff up on TikTok. And, Good. Yeah, we're gonna, They're telling me you got to have a TikTok to the Yeah, Hickory Dickory Dock and the mouse <laughs> round up the clock and all of it. You know, but, <laughs> that will be, <laughs> that will be on TikTok. Be on check, TikTok. Check, check, out, check out my new you stuff. You did not write that song though, right? Did you? <laughs> no. Um, so uh, we could find out where you're at uh, at your web page, but, which is ba- Bands in Town. Would be a good Bands in Town. Also, but you've got a web page as well, right? Um, what did you say to go to Instagram and Facebook yeah, at, and at Danny Wells official at, at Danny Wells official on oh, Instagram and Facebook. Well, you've officially been on the Songwriter Connection podcast, Danny. I certainly appreciate it. Good to see you again. It's great Thanks seeing you. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun hanging with you, brother. Nice to chat with you. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. 
Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.